Like, it's okay to go with something that even feels counter to what everyone else is doing if you know that that's really what you want. You're listening to Out of Line with Caroline Lee, exploring offline realities with online personalities. Jen Gotch is a creative entrepreneur who cares about color and quirk. She founded Bandeau with a friend in 2008 and transformed it from a small, vintage, one-of-a-kind hair accessory company into a multi-million dollar brand. After selling Bandeau, Jen has remained on as the chief creative officer and fearless leader of the Bandeau team, and has also become an important activist in the realm of mental health. Jen shares about her own mental illness, depression, divorce, and more of her genuine life experiences on her personal social media channel and leaves almost no topic untouched. She was my most requested guest from all of you, and so I loved getting to have her over to my place to talk about something she's never discussed on her online platform, her choice to not have kids. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I want to get this. It's really good. It's delicious. Um, One of my, like... He's, uh, have you ever met Ryan? He has a, he's waking up with Ryan. He does like every morning he'll, he does like an, um, an, an email that with like, he's sort of like guru, yogi, whatever, Mm -mm. but he does all the like big parties and big festivals and his boyfriend is, does house flipping. Um, and so his boyfriend has this whole thing of flipping houses and the two of them together are just like, they have more abs than. The rest of <laughs> the rest of everyone I know put together. That's amazing. <laughs> I like I love them it. to make yeah. sure they're all there. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, um, cool. Any questions before? No, I don't think so. Cool. Feeling good? Yeah, I like that glass. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Which one? The circly one? This, yeah. It's a freaking IKEA from years ago. Really? Mm-hmm. And I bought like 10 of them and they're because it's IKEA, they break in like eight seconds. Oh yeah. And one time we one time we came home from being away and we had a friend that was we had a we had a friend that was um house sitting and he was like, Yeah, I was here alone and I, I got drunk and I broke like four of your glasses. Oh my god. <laughs> so we have we have like two left. That's but they're amazing. really cute. That's they're amazing. really cute. Yeah. So um yeah, you know, that's that's your story for the day about IKEA glasses. Um but I'm so excited you're here. Can't wait Thank to talk. You. I know I told you that you're like, besides you to- me. Yeah, you told me. That you're like the most requested. Yeah, and I was like getting ready this morning and I'm like, I wonder if she says that to everyone as like a hook. And then I was like, man, you just fell for that. You just <laughs> fucking fell for that. I love that you would even think that. Yeah, I was like, <sighs> no. No. I promise you I've never told anyone else that <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because it's actually true. Okay. I'm not much of a – You mean you don't seem like a liar to me per se. Thank but you. I, you're welcome. But I was like, what if I just fell for that? <laughs> no. I'm totally genuine. Whenever I say like, guys, I want you to DM me. Like, who do you want? You're. It's always you it. and me. It's I always, love it. Well, I want someone to interview you. And then Jen Gotch yeah. over and over now again. Now we're here together. Now we're here together. I should so. have brought questions and we could have killed two birds with one stone. I know. Well, we'll just have you come back another time and you can interview me. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I would be terrified, but I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> Why? I'm Why? Not that. I, I don't think I'm a good interviewer. Oh, 
Well, we'll, we'll find out. We'll time. find out when we'll I interview you out. next week. Oh, <laughs> so all right. So you're you're sort of you know you're all over the internet. You're very online. You're like we we all know. We all know Jen. <laughs> we all know Big Blind. We all we like. We know <laughs> we, know, we know you. We love you. That's we know nice. all of the different you know elements of your life that you share. So like you're you are very much. You share what's yeah, going on. Too much. In fact. <laughs> well, that's for you to say. <laughs> um, but I I was curious about specifically one of the things that I was thinking about when people would say I want Jen on. I'm mm. like, well, this whole this whole show is all about talking about things that aren't just all over online. Yeah. And I'm like, what what's something that Jen hasn't talked about online that I kind of want to know about? Yeah. And I know I already told you this, so I'm yeah. not freaking you yeah, out. Yeah, no, no, no. It wouldn't freak me out anyways, but. <laughs> but I was like, I wonder I wonder about her process with kids and yeah. having kids, not having kids. Um, and I hate kids. No, I'm just okay, kidding. Well, <laughs> that, interview that could over. be your full quote. <laughs> full quote will be like, you know, there's always like a cute pink background and like a nice font and it'll just be like, I hate kids. Jen Gotch. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> well, interview over. <laughs> Thank you for Thanks having for me. Thanks for being here. <laughs> but basically, I was just curious, um, is that something that is that something you can kind of let us into that process where you ever like, I might want to be a mom? Or did you ever, I mean, yeah. let's dive in. Yeah. I definitely felt like I wanted to be a mom when I was – in high school and college and I would literally part of part of how I would decide who I would date would be by their last name because I wanted my because I was like planning my kids first names and I wanted it to jive with the last name so I dated someone with the last name Standish which is a great name Hightower <laughs> you know like I was not kidding around so um <laughs> So it was definitely a fantasy for me. Um, and then I broke up with my college boyfriend and sort of went on this different path, um, which included a small nervous breakdown <laughs> at like 22. Um, so I moved back home. And then I went out to California and in a, in a bridge version found my independence, which I was not a very independent. I was a very codependent person. Um, but I sort of found that. And, and so I think that was like step one in sort of like being comfortable and really enjoying just being alone. So like no boyfriend, no children, no nothing. Um, but there's also like sort of, what society, you know, there's still the pressures of that. And this was before social media. So you didn't even know what half the pressures were. <laughs> and there was still pressure. Um, but I definitely didn't have like, in my early mid 20s, even into my late 20s, I wasn't feeling like when I held a baby, like I needed to have a baby like I that didn't come. And I kind of figured, well, when I fall in love, like it'll happen. And I fell in love and got married. And it never happened. Like it wasn't super conscious. I just think that I had other things on my mind that I wanted to do. I had at that point started watching my friends have children. And I, I mean, I, I actually filmed my best friend's delivery. Like I was like, 
in there. I was up in there. Up in there. Like I was like the camera in front of the area. And it's it the, I don't think I should have seen that. Oh, like was it trauma? Well, it's just very there's a lot of details that you don't know. And so I I've, think like, I photographed, <laughs> yes. I photographed seven births. So, so you, I, I understand. Yeah, you've seen the down there and Oof. what happens. Yeah. I mean, it's also incredibly beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Like mm-hmm. I, I could appreciate that too. But I think just like my relationship with my friends being pregnant, seeing my friends give birth, watching them turn into parents, seeing what how that changed their life for better or for worse. Um, I I sort of understood the enormity of the responsibility in a way that when I was fantasizing it and just trying to figure out what the name would be, like I had no idea what the sacrifice and, and I just don't like, I think the reality is like, I just don't know that I'm equipped to make that sort of sacrifice. Like I feel pretty maxed out anyways. And so with Andrew and I, um, you know, a lot of our marriage was not ideal. Like we, our relationship was great and, but we struggled a lot just like with our own personal happiness and how that affected the relationship. And I think having parents that sort of went through a similar thing and my parents are still together and they're great and they've been through a lot together, but I was sort of like um, exposed to arguments all the time and it I feel like it affected me and I I feel like my parents are going to listen to this and then they're going to feel bad but it's I'm over it guys (laughs) but I I think I was really sensitive to not wanting to repeat that and Mm. I just felt like there was never like an ideal point to introduce a child into our relationship and I think when you couple that with sort of birthing a business, which is like Bando is my baby. Um, And I feel very connected to it in that way. But I think like between doing that, understanding the challenges at home and then not actually having any physical urges, because I'm assuming that would trump everything. I've never had it, so I don't know what it feels like. Mm -hmm. But I watching people do things at really inopportune time, like have a baby at a very inopportune time. I'm like, that must just be a really strong pull. I didn't have any of that. Um, and I never really thought about it. I, I mean, even though I like I think when I was younger, the societal pressures were bigger for me. Um, but now I'm just cut, like and also I feel like you see more people not having kids and it doesn't seem like so unheard of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I was reading something. I feel like there was like a like a roundup of like women in Hollywood that haven't that haven't had kids and I don't I think it was Sarah Silverman that was like when that's the thing I want more than anything else then I'll consider it but Mm. until then like it just seems crazy and I probably just massacred her quote if that was even her but I was like yeah that yeah that's sort of how I feel so it's not to say that I wouldn't wake up tomorrow and be like I want a baby I don't Mm. know how it works Mm. (laughs) but like, I don't, I don't feel like I missed out. I mean, every once in a while, you know, especially as I get older and so most of my friends are mothers, like, I feel like I'm not part of a certain club and I'll, there's things about their lives that I'll never understand, but I can, I can live with that. <laughs> 
So with you and Andrew and and your relationship together, did you guys talk about it much? Like, was he ever like, hey, it's really important to me to have kids? And you were like, no. No. I mean, I think going into it, going into marriage, like, we definitely talked about it. Um, And then I feel like we both just quietly knew that it was not a great idea. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, he we really didn't talk about it that much. Um, He's not really a talker. So um, and because I already sort of knew how I felt like I didn't really bring it up. But I think I have a sense that he felt the same way because otherwise I think he he definitely stands up for what he believes. And I think if he felt like he was missing out, he would have said something. He also hates kids, if you want to use that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It's really – it's interesting what you're saying about, um, you know, the societal pressures because I think they're – especially with – I mean, talking about things like patriarchy. It's just like you are a woman. Yeah. And that is what your your main role is. Yeah. And that expectation, I think, can – make a like I mean I have people that I know who are now in you know in a similar age range that you are and they're going I have two kids and I never really wanted this path I just thought it's what I had to do yeah and I think that I mean obviously I'm really happy those humans are on this earth sure they birthed but it is also a bit sobering to be like whoa yeah like to make a life choice it's not something like a marriage where you can even go, hey, change my mind. Yeah, yeah. I, this isn't working. It's it's like you've got a human that's yeah. now a part of your life forever. Yeah. And um, I think it's really important that people know what they're like, that they can shoot. Like, yeah. It's, and that's also another weird part of modern like America and the West, especially is that. I mean, it's so new that women can even choose. Yeah. And especially not only I'm not even talking about being pro-life or pro-choice. I'm saying in society, we now are can say like, oh, no, I don't want kids. And people aren't like, I'm sorry, what? You're so weird. Yeah. Yeah. And even in terms of medicine and in terms of like women making enough money that they can take care of themselves, like this is very new. This yeah. is not something that, you know, our great grandmas were like, you know, no, just well, sitting there really thinking, do I want to have yeah. kids? Like they, this, this is this is a weird thing. Yeah, and um, and so that's interesting that you that you're that you're talking about that. Um, I guess when you when you're around kids, mm-hmm. um, have you ever? You were saying you maybe someday mm-hmm. you'll wake up and be mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. but you've always just, it, you just I can feel- appreciate kids, and and I love kids. Um, you can put that right after the I hate kids quote <laughs> just to confuse people. Um, no, I, I, I love kids was always like, even, even into my late twenties would be like a camp counselor or an art teacher or like, I think there's a lot to, to be learned from kids and, and it's such a precious thing, but even just being with my friend's kids for a day, I'm just like, I I don't know how you do that. And I feel like, I mean, obviously you figure it out. So many people have figured it out, but, um, yeah, it's never, it's never made me want that. But I also think there's like an interesting thing because I'm so freed up in that way that like I can, um, take care of people. Like I can still, like, I'm not going to 
be a mom, but I can still like foster these relationships. And like, I sort of think about when all my friends, kids are like teenagers, like they can come live with me and I can be like this alternate, you know, like the, the cool aunt or something and, and not, and have a different angle. Mm. And, and so, and I just feel like it just has left space for me to care about a lot of different people instead of knowing that I have to like sort of preserve all that energy for my one, two, three, four kit, like whatever would have happened. Mm. So. Yeah. That's so true. It's so true. And like, I'm a, I'm a godmother and I have a few people in my life that their kids are super, super close to me. And I, I definitely love that. And I think about, um, almost like rolling it way back to more kind of tribal community where it was like you're all in the yeah. same space together yeah. and you literally do have, you know, you're, it, it takes a village kind of mentality yeah. where everyone's raising each other. It almost would have been easier to have kids because then you're yeah, not yeah, doing yeah. it alone. Whereas now it, you are kind of choosing, do I want to like put bandeau on the back yeah. burner so that I can move a small child to the front burner yeah. and hopefully not burn them in the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um but <laughs> they definitely it, would have been set on fire if I had done that cuz I definitely would not be able to manage two giant things like that. Uh it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. And and having friends that I've also been a part of their lives when they've gone from being parents, you know, from not being parents to being parents and being the friend that experiences both versions yeah. of them. I'm like, well, I have a lot of space and understanding for the fact that now you're a parent and your energy and your priorities have totally shifted. Yeah. But also like there is, there is a, there is a lot of like, Oh yeah. yeah. That, like the level of friendship. Just, well, it's a huge, <laughs> it's a huge priority shift. And I remember after sort of experiencing that, as a couple, you know, for us, we, you know, when we got married, we had a lot of friends that didn't have kids. And then it's like, I, you know, they'd be like, okay, we're, you know, we're having a baby and then they have the baby. And, and you do, you see the um, friendship change and evolve and it's not bad, but it's just never going to be the same. And, and I think like by the third or fourth friend couple, I was just like, let's just cut them out right now. Let's just be easier. <laughs> You know? Yeah. And just because it's just like, it just totally changes the dynamic. But it's not, and now I feel like I've, anyone that I, that we were sort of away from, I've reconnected with a lot of those people. But it is, you know, people, because like the idea of sort of like not having kids is, is now more common. I'm excited to see how people talk about that. And like, so that, because I feel like, um, people with kids don't consider like it's it's not a thing to really consider your friends without kids because it's like you got it easy you don't even have any kids where it's like it, there you know there are things that are that are hard about that but so I think I feel like in the next you know five ten years you, almost in the same way that like I kind of work to um, de-glamorize success because um, that's <laughs> the thing I know the most about and I feel like I want people I want there to be a warning you know um because it's not everything is made to look so easy I feel like there probably needs to be more of that on the parenting side 
And I think that's, it's hard. There's even, that would be even harder than what I'm doing, but I think people will do it even to just know like how much people talk about it now. But if you look at the landscape, there'd still be a lot more like social media things set up to be like, look, beautiful, great, curated when it's like, like I'm saying for me, the thing that made me realize not to have kids as I saw firsthand how hard it was. And I was like, wait, mm. this is a huge decision. This isn't like something you just go into. Mm. Um, so that is like 42 things that you just said. Yep, 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 yep. Um, there was a Harper's Bazaar mm. um, online article that came out a few weeks ago, and I emailed it to myself, and then I, I had to prepare like mentally to read it for a few days because I was like, I, I'm either going to like violently be sick or cry. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be intense. And it was like, um, it was like social media, perfect mothers or something like that. Yeah. And it was just all of these, you know, photos of women that some of us know yeah and they're I'm like sure. walking and they through. are great mothers they're amazing mothers <laughs> and they're amazing women but it's like but I feel like that is almost dangerous in the same way that in the same way that people would say oh Disney princesses falling in love is bad for little girls to know what love is because you know love is a lot harder than it yeah. looks like yeah. in Hollywood or whatever the yeah. cliche thing That's, is that is true um it's like yeah and also being a parent is a lot harder than it looks like in your Instagram feed. It's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. And I don't know. I just know by watching and experiencing. And I think that's the other thing, being older, you know, like be, we didn't – a lot of my friends had kids early in their 20s. Yeah. And it was like the, I just – when I'm around a baby, I just want a baby. Yeah. And it's like yeah. they're just like, oh, my all my – internal waters are just flowing yeah i'm like wow okay yeah that is biological clocks all of that stuff but then now that i'm older and i feel like even for me making my own decision i'm i feel like i'm going into it with my eyes so open yeah that that it's almost like i wish i didn't know (laughs) i wish i didn't know how hard it's gonna be because i'm like it's sort of like okay i can choose this and it can be super enriching and amazing and wonderful but also i know that my life will never be the same and yeah. I can't get it back if I decide yeah. I want it back and there's so many things to think about yeah in case you're wondering I talked to my therapist a lot about it <laughs> you always, do seem to have it figured out no I don't no I, don't. I think you would be a great mom because you can man you're you're a great multitasker oh thanks. I mean and you like think of all the things you're just like I'm gonna try this and do that and I'm gonna try this and do you know like I feel like I'm not like that, so that's why I was like, I'll, I'll crumble. I seem like I'm like calm, cool, and collected, but it's literally just because I know how much I can handle, and I don't give myself any more than that. But once I get even close to that, I like completely dissolve. Mm. So, and knowing yourself is so so good, so healthy, yeah. and and knowing yourself enough to be honest about what you can handle or should handle or want to handle. Yeah. That's all something that, um, yeah, I mean, even just even in my, my session last week, I was like, I feel so guilty that I can sit here and talk about, like I was talking to my therapist yeah. and I was like, I feel so guilty that I can sit here and be like, should I, shouldn't I, what does it look like? I don't know. Yeah. And she was, she, yeah, she talked me through this beautiful thing yeah. of like letting, letting everyone be in there, you know, Anyway, it yeah. was great. But um but I think it's just one of those things that like w- now being in a in a in a season of 
with technology, with uh, with everything that we have that does allow us to know ourselves so well. Not that technology helps us know ourselves, well, but kind of. It gives you a perspective on, on other people, and then I think that helps yeah. you figure out, like, am I like that? Am I not like that? I think Do I like that? Do I not like that? And even time hops popping up and being like, wow, I've changed yeah. in five years. Oh, I, yeah, I'm not into those. I don't, nothing good, nothing good I'm is happening. Like, oh, I'm wow, at the point in my life where it's just downhill. Like someone sent me a picture from like six years ago. I was like, ugh, my skin was just like so much tighter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want, I want to, if anyone can just tell me how to like disarm the memories on Facebook, that would be cool for me. Just if anybody, hey, Mark, if you're listening to this, <laughs> can you help us out? <laughs> amazing the best part in my brain is like who's mark he sounds cool <laughs> and then i figured out okay oh Anyways. man Good. okay so i want to know if let's say let's say you're talking well you're talking to people that you either know or don't know right now yeah. um what's something you want people to know about someone who chose not to have kids mm, it's okay <laughs> you know um it's does it like it doesn't you're not any less and you're not any less fulfilled if that if that was a decision you went into like knowingly and willingly I mean you know I think there's a lot of reasons because there's also people that don't have kids because they can't have kids and they really want kids I can't speak to that but I feel like for me like it's okay to go with something that even feels counter to what everyone else is doing if you know that that's really what you want I it took me a long time to figure that out. Like I, I think there was like a part of me that was like, you're weird. <laughs> like you should do this or, you know, but I've, I'm past that now. And I'm just like, that's you. You're, you know, if you're not crying about it. It's probably fine. Even if it seems, you know, even if it doesn't look like everybody else. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that. It's okay. Yeah. Like it's that. okay. It's okay. It is. It's okay. Yeah. And if, if anybody's listening and they need to know that it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's usually okay. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. It's just a matter of like getting to that with everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of um, deconstruction happening right now. And, mm. and 2017 has been a big mm. year to be a woman. Mm. <sighs> too much. It's, it's been a lot. a lot. Too much. It's been a lot. And on one hand, like I was thinking about, you know, starting the year off with the Women's March and like that yeah. was amazing. And that was such a um, coming together to to kind of like have a visual of like, hey, we're in this. Yeah. And we're not like we're all over this and we're all on our feet together. And this yeah. is and not even just women, but like we're surrounded by our allies and we have we have this army that's all together and that's amazing. And then on the other hand, you have all of the the sexual assault stuff coming out. And there's like, now there's like a section in the New York times. that's like sexual assault, which that. I'm just like, so crazy. What? But, yeah. but like, also that's good. Like yeah. that's so good that this is when that's all we're like done. It's time. Yeah. Um, because if women would have felt free to talk about this a long time ago, it would have, it would have looked different a long yeah. time ago. So it's, it's an interesting season to be a woman. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, man, if I was like just, you know, 20 years younger, yeah. I could be coming along with a little bit. But I love yeah. where I am. I love that I'm I'm kind of like we are sort of at the front end of, of like For sure. the ones bashing Revolution. down. 
revolution. Yeah. I love it. It's true. It's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. Yeah. Maybe we should do like a panel. Do a panel on? Love panels. Do you? Less pressure. It is. It's way less pressure. You don't have to prepare like a. Yeah. But I like a nicely curated panel. Mm. There's an art to the panel. You know, you can't just like pop a bunch of people up. What do you look for in in your panels? Mm, Well, for me, I mean, obviously the subject matter has to resonate and make sense. And then I think it's just like, I I mean, you have to sort of trust the person that's doing. I have the only panels that I've done was the panel that we did the other day at the penthouse, which I curated with people that I know and could speak to what we were doing. But I think it's like you just have to trust the person that's organizing it that um, people will talk but not talk too much, that they're good listeners and good speakers and that they bring a different point of view to the subject matter. Um, and that the biggest thing is like a willingness to be transparent and to answer questions. Cause I feel like I've been at a lot of things where there have been panels and you just know people are not going to give information. Like they're just like, and then, and then there's me just like, (laughs) All of all of in, all information, a hose of information. Yeah, it is true. There there are certain people that I'm like, wow, you didn't really say anything. Yeah, it's not valuable. It's mm. not valuable, you know. And then it's not fun. So I think ultimately, like people that can get into a great conversation, like to me, when you get, I mean, even the same with the podcast, it's like when you can get into a conversation, and then the listener or the audience member is just like eavesdropping on people talk about a subject is more interesting than feeling like people are sort of giving you controlled responses to something. But I don't know how, I mean, I've never like had any panel training or, you know, it's just like, I just say yes to it. Cause I'm like, that's a fun, like, that's a fun way to get out there and interact without having to prepare a 60 minute keynote. Oh, and especially the visuals. That's the hardest Ooh, part. Yeah. Having to make the visuals be good. Yeah. Well, so I've got a, great team of people that helped me with that <laughs> you're yeah that's not you're that's not fair yeah gotta, last time i had i did one the projector didn't work so my i didn't have my visuals it was fine though shattering. we made it work it was okay you just describe each slide basically <laughs> i was like okay so here's another slide <laughs> well i bet if we had if we did a panel of women like all you know from the ages of 18 to you know 46 46 just so I can be on it just so you can be on it yeah well I mean I guess (laughs) like how old I mean in in with all of the technology technology medicine what's the word modern medicine that people have um access to now I mean women are having babies very late I think into their early 50s right I I mean I feel like that's what Janet Jackson did if I was going to think about the women that I know personally and have come up with. Well, especially if you freeze your <laughs> eggs. Oh. I mean, there's, yeah. there's lots of I mean, of time. I think there's all – I mean, also, you can adopt. You, I mean, there's lots of ways to be a parent, too, at any age. Mm. So Yeah, but if we did – if we did a survey of 12 women or, you know, even 1,200 women, I bet you anything, there would be all different answers. There would be yeah. all different – like what? What is the ideal 
for each person. Um, and it's also, it's also weird to have so much, like you were saying before, some people can't even have kids. And so to be like, oh, I want it to be this way, or I want it to look this way, or I want to get pregnant when I'm this old with this partner. And then it's like, sometimes you go, all right, let's do it. And it doesn't happen. Yeah. And that's also something that I think is a dangerous thing to get in our minds that we can just do it when we want to do it and snap our fingers and be like, okay, whatever age I want or with, you know, I want to make sure I have like love first. I mean, so many of my friends are now single parents because their relationship didn't work out. And so there are, it's, it's a weird time to be like, I can choose everything and be in control of everything. But then also. Yeah. Well, you're never like control is just a mirage. It's not like, you know what I mean? Like, you can feel more in control, but yeah. ultimately, none of it is really up to us. Mm. So, at least that's what I think. You can quote me on that. <laughs> that one it. you can quote me on. I love it. Let's leave that I hate kids out of the. You bleep me every time I say it. <laughs> every time you say I, I hate yeah, kids, you just yeah. go. Bah! Yeah. Yeah. I like it. You can just do like an advertisement or something. Okay. It's going to happen. Okay. Well, I will say, I just want to make sure that I'm clear that how in awe and proud I am of all of my friends that have children and that my choice to do it doesn't mean that I feel like they made a bad choice. And I, I mean, I can't even believe it. I can't even believe that they can do that. I'm in total awe of them. And they're all like, I don't think I know any shitty parents. I mean, Whoa. I feel like they're all like really doing it and not and in lots of different ways, but they're just so there and, you know, and they really have their priorities straight. And it, like, it's definitely one of those things where I just look at it and be like, yeah, no, definitely couldn't do that. But mm. anyways, I just wanted to make sure that was clear because I feel like it sounds like I'm I'm not bashing parenthood and just realizing my own potential is mm. not there. Yeah. I really no, I I'm hearing that loud and clear. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't feel negative at all. Okay. And I think that's I think that's one one thing that sometimes is hard for for me and for Jaden when we are cuz we have so many friends that have kids. Yeah. I think we're literally we have um especially like one friend group that we hang out with all the time and we're the only ones that don't yeah. have kids. Yeah. And it can sometimes feel a little bit like, oh, like the ones who don't understand or like the ones who are who are mad at us because we can't be as spontaneous. Yeah. And you it's know? none of that. And it isn't. It yeah. isn't like we we adore we adore our friends, kids. We adore our friends. We think they're amazing parents. Um, and so I think if anything, my hope is that as more people choose what's right for them rather than having like the social um, cultural pressure of like this is what you do and you don't question it yeah but actually being like hang on does that work for me um that that people will just be more um accepting of each other's choices and not making it like a a personal slight against them you know just as if one of you know just as if someone else makes a choice to live in a different state yeah and I'm like they don't like LA. Yeah. What's wrong with LA? No. Why don't they like LA? Yeah. Do they think I'm bad because I live in LA? They'd be like, no, I'm so glad that they like Chicago. Yeah. I think it's cold there. And I think, you know, like Way whatever. Too cold there. Ugh, whatever. But um, 
but just in that same way of like, oh, I'm so glad that that works for you, yeah. that it won't it won't feel like a personal attack or like any reason to get insecure yeah. because someone else chose something different yeah. than you did. Yeah. Um, and I really like I love that you that you're clarifying that. But like I definitely am not picking up on any sort of like baby bashing. Good. No baby bashing here. <laughs> so many quotes. I know. It's good. Mm. Oh, it's good. So everyone that has kids, we love you. We yeah. love your kids. We think that you're amazing. I, I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, if I do have kids, I think I'm going to put like a dollar aside every day of their life and then just give it to them and say this is for therapy. That's nice. Yeah. Just a dollar I, a day. If I did that, I would do probably $25 a day because they would need <laughs> so much. I, mean, I should calculate what the the because inv- my parents paid for my therapy for many years. Really? Yeah. Dr. I mean, Jamie. I shamed them. I shamed them into it. Doctor Jamie and the amazing Serena. Uh, I was like, "You did this. You pay for it." Also, I didn't have any money. Yeah, my parents have never paid for my therapy, but that sounds really nice. Yeah. That's, maybe I should try the shaming route. Yeah, yeah. No, it was lovely. Dad, I think it's easier to, to do this. when you're yeah. <laughs> Send money. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Help. Oh my gosh, that's really funny. Um, yeah. So all of that, all of that to say, um, more grace for everyone. Yep. Choose your path. Love it. The end. Stick around for part two of this discussion to hear a Q&A with Jen about her social media practices. This episode of Out of Line was produced by me, Caroline. All sound editing, engineering, and original music composition by Jaden Lee. And a big thank you to Cat Footwear for working with Out of Line this season. Hit subscribe to get the next episode on your mobile device when it drops next week. And if you love what you heard, please whip out a review, will ya? 